Morning, everybody. Great to see you this morning. I'm wearing shorts because we've got baptism time, which is always good, always a bit, uh, bit chilly in winter. And the legs are a bit white. That's all right. We've all got the white legs this time of the year, which is good. All right. Well, it's great to have you here this morning. As Bridie mentioned a little bit earlier, that we do have uh, three baptisms this morning. They're all unique and uh, going to be incredible as we hear their stories. And stories are a big part of our church community, part of what we do regularly. Uh, the pattern and the rhythm of our church is we love hearing hearing those stories. And uh, this morning you may be new or you may be new to all of this, uh, and especially when it comes to baptism. It's uh, one of those uh, amazing things that we do. And uh, as a Baptist church, uh, as a part of our Christian walk, part of our formation uh, into being more like Christ, He, he uh, continues to do a work in us. And for these three individuals, and you'll hear their story and it will come out really strong that they've made a commitment at different times in their life where they said yes to God. They said, God, I trust you with my life. I entrust you to shape and form me. And when we do that, we read God's Word. And in God's Word, it gives instruction and great examples of what it looks like to be a follower of Christ. And this example that Christ gives us through His Word is for us to be like Him and live like Him, love like Him. Uh, we know that Jesus himself was baptised. We know Jesus himself as well. Uh, he, when he went to the cross, he obviously died, but then three days later he rose again. So even in the baptism of going down into the water and coming out, it's rich in symbolism. It's rich in connection to Jesus. And uh, this morning you're going to hear our three share what God's done in their life, that they're on a journey, that they haven't arrived yet, that they've been formed, that God is shaping their lives. And uh, this journey of, of leaving their past behind, wanting to walk into the newness of God, that they're a new creation is what you're going to hear today. And that's powerful. And we all celebrate that together. As much as it's their story, it's our story too. And we, we uh, just get behind that, don't we, church? We just love that. And that's uh, why we, uh, we come and we worship God, we celebrate His goodness and we're all part of that journey. And we've all had times and, uh, where we've needed God to, uh, to shape and mould us even more. And for these guys today, uh, we're excited at the step that these guys are part of. So I'm going to now invite uh, Cadence Brennan, uh, which we're really excited to have Cadence. And Sally, Sally's uh, had a big role with, uh, with Katie and mentored and supported her over the journey. So let's put our hands together for Katie as she comes forward. That's great, church. Those teenagers over there, those youth, they're pretty excited, Katie, that you're, uh, you're sharing today. So it's great to have you up here too, Sal. All yours. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Well... Um, Katie, a couple of years ago, your dad came to myself and Georgia Pearson and he said, I'm so excited because my kids are coming to live with me. I'm so excited that they're going to be able to come to youth group and be a part of youth and church community. So your arrival at youth and at One Hope was highly anticipated and we were all really excited about meeting you and Maddie. And um, you're, you just like jumped in, all in, into youth group, didn't you? 
And Katie's just like a big ball of energy uh, when she comes along to youth on Friday night. We all know it's like the highlight of her week. And uh, we love having you and Maddie a part of our One Hope youth family. So Katie, I'm going to give you the mic and you're going to share this testimony that you've prepared. You're ready. Great. Hello everyone, my name is Katie, but some of you might know me as Cadence, and I'm 14 years old. I grew up in Melbourne, then moved to Warrnambool, and while growing up, my family were not Christian, and we didn't believe in God or Jesus or the world in the Bible, but we knew that some people did. But then my dad came to Foundation 61 and started going to One Hope and became a Christian, and then he told me about Jesus and God and the word in the Bible but I didn't believe any of it. Then he started bringing me to church, but I didn't like it. I thought it was really boring. (laughs) Then I started going to youth and met really nice people and they convinced me that it was real because they were all telling me the same thing but in their own stories and I thought if they were all telling me the same thing but in their own way, then they can't be lying. And they also convinced me to come to church more, and so I did. And after time, it didn't get boring anymore and started to love going to church and youth. Then at trivia night last year at youth, Josh Mills drew a whiteboard, what, on a whiteboard what Jesus had done for us. Then after he drew it, he explained it and he gave everyone an opportunity to put their hand up and let Jesus into their lives. And I didn't put my hand up, but I did put my hand up in my heart and told the leaders afterwards. Then Josh gave me a Bible, and after that, I went and did Bible studies with Meg Telford and learned a lot from her story. Then after a while, I started going to Bible studies with Megan Kayser, and she convinced me so much that God has our lives in his hands and everything that happens, happens for a reason. Then after a while, I thought of getting baptised, but I didn't say anything until a couple months later and told one of my youth leaders, Jess Box, and she told Sally, and we planned it all. But the real reason I am getting baptised today is because I want everyone to know that I am a Christian and I'm proud to be one. So now I am a Christian. I know that God has forgiven us for our sins and he loves us more than we could ever love. Before I finish, I just want to say a huge thank you to Jess, Abby, Hannah, Josh, the rest of the youth leaders, Meg, Megan, and finally Sally. You have all helped me on my faith journey, and I love you all. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Amazing. You did it. So good. Hey, um, I'm going to invite Jess Box to come up and... Jess is going to pray for Katie. Um, Katie, I just had um, a little scripture I wanted to share with you today as I was thinking and praying about this morning and your baptism. And it's uh, from Psalm 139. It says this. It says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn... If I settle on the far side of the sea, 
Even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. You're 14, you're a young girl. There's a lot of life ahead of you to live. There'll be lots of really good times and there'll be lots of really hard times. And um, this ver- these verses, you know, it says that even in the good times when we're on the mountaintops and life is great, God is there. And even in the depths, the really dark and hard times, God is there. And what I actually really love about this scripture, it says, even if I make my bed in the depths, even when we make mistakes, even when we stuff up (laughs) and we are in a deep, dark place because of something we've done, even there, by God's grace, he is with us. So whatever life holds, the good and the bad, God is always with you. And we just want to make sure that you always remember that. Okay, Jess, if you'd like to pray. Thanks, Sal. We love you so much, Katie. It's such a blessing to have you as a part of our One Hope community and our youth group. And we love having you. You contribute so much. You offer so much. And I'm going to turn these words into a prayer right now. (laughs) Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for entrusting your daughter into our community, Lord. I thank you, God, that, um, yeah, Lord, you've sent her to be here and be a part of our family, Jesus. I thank you, God, for the work you've done in her heart, Lord, um, and how, God, you've brought her to your salvation, Lord, you've softened her heart to accept the revelation of your death and resurrection, Jesus. And we just pray right now, God, that as Katie continues on in her journey of faith, Lord, that she would continually be strengthened and encouraged by your Holy Spirit, Lord, as she transforms into the likeness of you, Jesus. We just thank you again, God, for all that she contributes and her servant heart, Lord, to youth ministry. God, she's like a little youth leader. And we just thank you so much, Father, for yeah, her bubbliness and her joy, God, and what a privilege it is to have her, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, amen. All right. So this is where you like sign your life away. Are you ready? Okay, this is where we ask you some questions. Katie, do you believe and accept that your life belongs to God? I do. Do you acknowledge the authority of Jesus Christ and His Word in the Bible? I do. And are you willing to commit yourself to God to live according to His plans for you? I am. And for the times when you have not done so, do you accept the gift of forgiveness it comes through Jesus Christ. I do. Fantastic. So what we're going to do is we're going to hop into the baptismal tank and we're going to baptise you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So let's go and do that. So good. Amazing. Thanks, uh, Katie. And uh, yeah, just great to hear your story. So encouraging. We're now going to hear uh, from Cora, but I'm going to invite uh, Amy up as she leads this time with Cora. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. Come on, come on up, Cora. That was just beautiful. 
today, church, you know, this is a big thing for people getting up. It's not a few people they're talking in front of and sharing about. This is, you know, 400 odd people. And and we've been telling Katie and Chris and Cora that they're speaking to friends and family this morning. And we know you guys are going to continue to pray for them and support them in their walk. So... I'm going to have a little chat with Cora. I'm just going to ask Cora a few questions and we're going to hear a bit about her journey and then we're going to head over to the tank as well. So Cora, can you just share with everyone just a little bit about your upbringing? Sure thing. Thank you. Um, So pretty much from like the moment I was born into this world, it was like complete chaos for my life as a child Um, and grew up in a very sort of broken home, ran away a lot. Friends had, uh, my family had like a really messy divorce and it got sort of like caught up in the legal system and I like had to sort of protect a lot of my little sister as much as I could. So um, I often felt like in a sense because of like the neglect that happened that I was like an emotional orphan and like didn't have anyone but at the same time I just had to like keep pushing through like from age seven I just had to become an adult (laughs) so um it was very complicated (laughs) and you see joy on Cora's face but honestly this woman when we've chatted I'm just blown away at, at her life story and she's only sharing a very small slither of that this morning but you know, I heard a bit about your um, upbringing and, and, and the neglect you talked about and, and quite an abusive home and, and just a really challenging upbringing. And, and I sort of said, you know, how did you come to know God? Like, how did you become a Christian? And so tell us about that. Well, I was really privileged to have, like, my grandparents around and they, they looked after me quite a lot when, unfortunately, my mum got really sick. And my nana and pa on her side of the family were very, like, devote, like, very spiritual Christians. And I guess because they always talked about it, even from, like, me being so young, I just assumed from what they taught me, oh, there is Jesus, there is God. But, like, as life got more chaotic, I started... I started to question a lot. And then when I was like 14, 15, I was really like at the end of my rope a little bit. Like I'd already started developing like a substance problem at that age. But my grandparents were there for me like the whole time. And their prayers just like protected me the whole way. Like they often were just like praying in the hospital whenever I was like struggling and they put like a roof over my head and they took me to their church out in like the southeast suburbs where I started to get exposed to who Jesus is and I had a really tough time comprehending it but 14, age 14, 15 was definitely the first time I decided, yes, I give my life to Jesus. But I had my ups and downs since that time. (laughs) 
And yeah, and you did share a little bit about your ups and downs. You were sort of in church for those teenage years and, and had your grandparents, which was amazing. And and then you ended up in a, a pretty tricky situation and God really came through though. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Sure thing. Um, so because I was just so broken and never really had like sort of like a safe place or a safe haven and because I didn't feel connected to any of my family I really had no idea what it was like to be loved so because of that I got like sort of blindsided by a lot of very abusive men and ended up in a very tricky family violence situation where my life was almost taken from me on the 30th of March 2020, but God saved me from that. And he's been putting the pieces back together and he's like really helped me with this thorn in my flesh, which is called PTSD, complex PTSD. And he's brought me through that and I've been able to access like really good medical help as well. And he's held me the whole way. And I'm lucky enough that I'm still here alive. Like, it's a privilege to get to be here. So amazing. And I know in that story you said to me, which just blew me away, that you had a moment where you cried out to God. And you weren't sure, you know, is God there? I've walked away from church. You'd walked away at that time. God, are you there? And within 24 hours, there was a significant shift and change and you were rescued and from a really shocking situation. And so we're so thankful to God that he hears our prayers in our deepest and darkest times. So, Cora, why did you want to get baptised today? I guess the most true love I've ever known is the love of Jesus and that filled like that deep dark hole in me in a way that like nothing else would have ever been able to and because of him I don't feel like an orphan anymore and even though I still like really struggle with all the relationships in my family and still there's a lot of brokenness I still I'm like so strong now because of the grace of God and just like he's covered me the whole way and I just want to show like hey I'm so in love with you like this is it my life is yours and it's also important to me because me taking this step I'm hoping that, like, I can, in a sense, do it on behalf of all the young people that I now care for. And, like, I just, I really want God to be able to break through through me because it's not about me. And this is the step I want to take. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I'm now going to ask um, Steve Riddle, who's going to come up and pray for Cora, and also Moen, Cora's husband. Um, and we're just so excited, Cora. So I'm going to hand this over to Steve, and he's going to pray. 
You're so quiet, aren't you? I've never heard so many words come out your mouth before. It's fantastic. But uh, we want to pray for you. And as I was just praying over the last 24, 48 hours, I sensed God was things that he came looking for you. Jesus came looking for you. The second thing is, you're going through the tank today and it's symbolic, but in the spirit, God is saying that's going to be ever more so true when you go down the things of the past, the things that keep coming back to your mind and your physical being are going to fall off. And Jesus gives you the robe of righteousness and today he lifts it right up and puts it on you and calls you his daughter. And as you come out of the water, I sense in my spirit, God's spirit is going to do something deep within your heart. Going to break off things. And it's almost a release of the power of the spirit of God. This sense of, uh, listening to that puts it in context for me because I think God wants to fill you with a love that's ever reaching goes beyond your capacity even at this point as you come up you're moving into a new era as the daughter of the living God and we just want to release that over you today and Father I just thank you thank you for Cora and Father Holy Spirit we just welcome you now to have the freedom to express yourself in this young lady's life Thank you that as she goes through the waters of baptism, we see the outside. But Father, you see the inside. And there's a calling upon your life, Cora. I just sense that. And God is going to develop that in your life. But it's, it's this touch of the Holy Spirit shedding abroad the love of Christ in your life in such a deep and meaningful way that it is, becomes your new reality. I know God is with me. And he's going to speak to you about some things. And just to... Just to they're going to be things that touch your very being. But they're going to be things he's leading you into. And I just encourage you in the name of Jesus today, and I just break off in the name of Jesus, all those things of the path the enemy has put upon you, fear and death, hopelessness. Father, we break them off. And it's like the prison with the disciples, Father. The gate, when you go through, the sense this morning, when you come out of those, that gate is going to fly open and you're going to come up the stairs and walk out of that cage because Jesus has set you free. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Cora, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and there they are, <laughs> and we, then we're going to get into the tank. Cora, do you believe and accept that your life belongs to God? I do. Do you acknowledge the authority of Jesus Christ and his word in the Bible? I do. Are you willing to commit yourself to God to live according to his plans for you? I am. And in the times when you have not done so, do you accept the gift of forgiveness that comes through Jesus Christ? I do. All right, let's do this.
now going to invite Chris up. Uh, last one, mate. Come on, get up here. Come on, buddy. This guy is uh, a real gentle giant. I really love getting to know this, this man the last few months and uh, we'd love for you to share your story, mate. Hi, everyone. I'm Chris. Uh, I grew up in... Grew up in Geelong, in a broken family, um, bouncing between mum's house and moved into Nan's when I was quite young. Um, at around eight years old, I was in foster care, moved around from place to place um, quite regularly. Mum had a pretty bad drug addiction, so I wasn't able to live with her. Um, soon after that, I moved into resi care with uh, other kids. Um, and then around 15, 16, started uh, smoking and progressed quite quickly after that in the heavier, heavier stuff, heavier use. Um, I moved back in with mum. She was still using. There were a lot of fights and arguments mainly living at my mate's house um, and getting out of there. I was just angry at the world, lost, felt I didn't belong. Um, the crowd I was hanging around with at that time started attending church near home in Whittington, but I was still using heavily, but enjoyed being a part of the community, but I just didn't understand it. I stopped attending not long after, things got worse. I was dealing to support my drug addiction. Um, the next few years, the same scenario, using and dealing drugs, buying fancy cars, being on the run from the police. But after some time on the run, I got caught, spent uh, time in jail and yeah, in and out of jail quite regularly and then back in. The last time I went to jail, I was clean and sober. During that time, mum became a Christian. Um, mum started sending me letters with messages from the Bible and then she sent me a Bible uh, not long after that. I started attending church in prison on uh, every Sunday. It felt different this time compared to when I was a youth. Uh, to be honest, the biggest thing was seeing how far mum, how far mum had come and realising that there was hope as I didn't think it was even possible for anything to change. She was never really there, although she was around all the time. I was trying to wrap my head around the fact she was happy and loving. In the past, I knew she loved me, but it wasn't shown. After she became a Christian, she showed me she loved me, even though I was locked up. I was in and out of jail for the next few years. Uh, 2021, I came out of jail and mum and nan were sending me testimonies from the boys at Foundation 61 and for all of you that don't know, Foundation 61 is um, a rehabilitation centre to help uh, men with life-controlling issues. 
I was out of jail for about a week and decided to uh, get into Foundo. I was clean and sober and wanted things to change and didn't want to go back to my old life. I was tired of living my old life. At Foundation 61, I then started attending One Hope on Sundays and attending Alpha Midweek. We were also doing Thrive Devotion as a bunch of boys and Bible studies on Mondays with Graham and Sharon Tonkin. One night I was alone in my room at Foundo and remember how far mum had came and realising I couldn't do it by myself and just asking God for help. I couldn't do it on my own. It's hard to explain but I felt more calmer and a lot more relaxed because I used to be so anxious and lost. Uh, last year before Christmas I pleaded guilty for the first time from a car accident I had. I thought I was going to get more time. I was really nervous and uh, ended up praying with mum and um, there was a lot of relief and joy from God as I was given a community corrections order instead of more jail time which my lawyer said that yeah there was no possible chance of being back out in the community. Um, I was really shocked, I was really overwhelmed. Uh, I want to get baptised as I want to give all my life to God, leave my past behind and a new beginning. When I think of my past, it was not a good life, it was empty. But when I think of my new life, now I feel I have purpose. I'm not good with words, but I'm thankful to God for everything really, as my whole life has changed. Thanks to mum, nan, pop for being there for me, for everything I've put them through. And thank you to the church. I know I can trust everyone here. Ah, you did it, mate. (laughs) You did it. I've got to invite Deanne, Chris's mum, to come forward and, uh, yeah, just pray, pray with Chris this morning. So we know that uh, Dan has had a big impact on Chris's life and uh, it's a special time for mum to pray over son. You've done really well, Chris. I know how nervous you are up here. So am I. Um, Yeah. I just want to say thank you, Lord, for this day and I thank you for the good work that you've begun in Chris's life. May his testimony be a light to those who are walking in darkness. May his light shine bright for you, Jesus. May he always know how much he is loved by you and that nothing can separate him from your love. For it is by grace that he has been saved, not by his works. Thank you for drawing him into your kingdom. Your word says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Keep teaching him your ways, Lord, through your word. Help him to be like the wise man who built his house on the rocks. When the floods come and the winds blew, it did not fall. Help him to always remember when he is feeling weak that you are strong, that your power is made perfect in his weakness. Bless him today, Lord, and forevermore, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Not yet. I've got a few questions. (laughs) I know you're keen to get in there. Do you believe and accept that your life belongs to God? I do. 
Do we acknowledge the authority of Jesus Christ and His Word in the Bible? I do. Are you willing to commit yourself to God and live according to His plans for you? I am. And for the times when you have not done so, do you accept the gift of forgiveness that comes through Christ Jesus? I do. Fantastic. And it's been a full morning already. A great, encouraging time as we've heard uh, those stories, and testimonies and seeing what God is doing. God is at work. I think we can again just put our hands together for Chris and Cora and Katie this morning. So good. We get a front row seat. We get such incredible insight uh, into hearing these three brave, courageous individuals who shared with us. Such an encouragement. What we witness is meaningful, it's significant and it's worth our time to pause and reflect this morning. I don't, I don't want us to move too fast uh, into something else. I want to, this morning, just share a little bit around some themes and some stuff that we've uh, been able to hear this morning, uh, which is significant. Because when God is at work in people's lives, it's worth us stopping. It's worth us reflecting and uh, making sure we continue to remember I know as a dad, I've got four kids and uh, three have gone through those kinder prep uh, years. And those years, if you're a parent, you know that most days after school uh, that you would get a number of different uh, artworks at the bottom of the school bags. And sometimes it could be one or two. Sometimes it can be a real stack. And they're never folded nicely. I don't know, just our kids. They were always bent, crinkled, and uh, they were often covered in maybe some sticky lunch or something was, was rather in the bottom of the school bag. So you'd extract these uh, bits of artwork, the work that our uh, children or my children had, uh, had put work in during the day. And, and sometimes I'd open it. It might have only had a few little... Well, one colour or a couple of little things on there and you think, oh man, this is, uh, this is, wouldn't have taken them long and uh, you understand why there's maybe five or six in there. But it was always a chance as a dad to say, oh, this looks great, son, or my daughter, uh, I'd say, this looks awesome and uh, you'd always uh, put it in a drawer uh, thinking, oh yeah, that'll end up in the recycling uh, by the end of the week um, or the month. But, uh, you know, just like that artwork at the bottom of the bag, you know, that is often stuck to the, to the school bag and crinkled up. I'll tell you one, one thing that I can recall, and it was about 23 years ago uh, when I felt like that crinkled, folded up, pretty simple, pretty basic, stuck piece of artwork, not feeling like I was any value. I couldn't get my life together in my early 20s, even late teens. I was uh, just struggling, especially when gambling. I was just always losing money and just making such bad decisions, wasting my life, drinking, partying. In the moment, it all seemed incredible. It seemed like things were going to turn around, but it never did. And I felt so useless, so hopeless. I, I just felt like a real hopeless piece of art that was just stuck. I was full of guilt. Shame. I always felt I was letting people down. On the outside, you couldn't really see it. Uh, you know, and I had lots of friends. I, but I really, I just, even in myself, I real, God really wasn't having any impact on my life. I was stuck. You might ask, well, what changed for, what changed for me? You know, well, I came into 
this church and I had an experience where God, by His grace, changed my heart. And I love what the uh, Apostle Paul says to the, in the uh, book of Ephesians. And I love this scripture. We've got it on behind. It says, But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace. That's what we just sang about. You have been saved and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. God's great love. It's God's great love that saved my brokenness, my life that was stuck. And we heard testimonies and stories again of three individuals whose lives were stuck. It is by grace you have been saved. My life got extracted. It was, got unstuck. You know, I too, just like that Scripture, felt that I was dead in my transgressions, my shame. But God had a different plan for my life. You know, I still remember as clear as day, singing the amazing song, Amazing Grace, sensing God's love for the first time because of His love, because of His kindness. I asked God to forgive me for all that I'd done. Didn't expect anything from me at that moment. To be honest, I was so broken. I was so hopeless. I didn't have much to give. I just asked Jesus to help. The thing is, and we heard again today that God changes hearts. He redeems, He restores, He forgives. We heard that so powerfully told today through those stories. The story of redemption, the story of transformation. That is our story and we celebrate that this morning, don't we church? I mentioned earlier how Chris last Sunday spent a bit of time at our place and we had dinner and then we sat in the front lounge and I asked Chris questions and he shared about his life. He kept saying to me, I'm not good with words. But man, that was a powerful story, as all of the stories were today. We often feel like that, that we may not be good with words. Our story may not have significance, but we need to share our stories as stories of what God's redeeming power has done. You know, my, my boys would say, and I would semi-agree, that they're not really good at art. <laughs> but when we put our lives in God's hands, He can make something beautiful. I know a lot of families do this. I thought actually it was just my wife, Amy, and that was quite amazing. I just thought this was a revelation actually when she did this. I just could not get over that she took my boy's artwork and put it in a frame. I, don't, I think we might get a close-up of that one. And uh, I just was amazed. I thought, that is brilliant. You are a genius, Amy. And Amy kept saying to me, a lot of parents do this, um, which I have started to notice more of that at Spice's house. I think their whole hallways are full of the girls' uh, artwork and maybe Robbie's as well, um, which is good. So good. So when it comes to what God can do, He can make something beautiful. I was just blown away, honestly, when Amy did that. It just, it just, we have it at home and I look at it all the time. And you know what? You might be here today and you might feel just like 
that piece of artwork that's crinkled up, that's stuck in the bottom of a school bag. You might say, well, where do I start today, Mark? What does it look like for me? I don't know what to do. What do I do? Well, I would say to entrust your life to God, it's a simple prayer. It's a simple prayer to say, God, can you help? I'm stuck. And I love what David says in Psalm 34. I talk, oh, this is a psalm that I love. It just speaks to our hearts when we're stuck. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Do you feel stuck? Do you feel left crinkled, crushed in your circumstances, in your situation? God wants to redeem your life. Jesus took the punishment on the cross when he died. He took our, our sin. He took our shame. And that's good news, folks. That's good news today. We celebrate that today. We are so thankful for his redeeming power. We have been raised up in Christ Jesus and he makes all things new. Amen. That's the good news. I'm going to invite our music team up today. It's a short message of hope that God's redeeming power for your life. I'm going to uh, lead us in a time of prayer. And this morning, even in your heart, as you've heard those stories, as you've even heard me in a way share a small little devotion around God's transforming power. I love what it says in Revelation 3. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens a door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. God is there. He makes things new. If you need His mercy, His grace this morning, if you are tired of just feeling so stuck, I invite you to pray with me this morning. I'm going to invite you to stand as our team lead us in a song. And I'm going to pray. Let's stand. Oh, Father God, we just thank You for Your transforming power. We thank You, God, that You change lives. We thank You, God, that You are at work. And even this morning, as we have heard testimonies, as we've celebrated transform lives, You are not done. This is what You do, God. And this is why we gather and celebrate We lift up Your Name in this place because You, God, are continuing to move. You are continuing to change lives. And God, this morning, for those in this place that feel stuck, feel that they are just feeling that life is just really tough. They may be tired. They are struggling in shame and guilt feeling like they're disappointing those around. They're on an anxiety treadmill every day. We pray right now in the Name of Jesus 
that if those in this place feel like that, I just pray that by Your Spirit, that You just bring Your healing. You bring Your redeeming power. You bring Your transformation, God, by Your Spirit. I invite those to respond this morning. If that is You, I just encourage You, if You feel stuck, if this morning's testimonies have had an impact on your heart and you're like, God, I want that for my life. I'm stuck, I'm tired. Just put your hand on your heart this morning. Father God, I just pray, You just meet my brothers and sisters here this morning that feel that stuckness. And God, we know that You make things new. You turn those things that are simple and plain into something amazing. God, when You put Your hand on stuff, it is incredible. And I just pray for those this morning that feel that way, that they entrust their lives into Your loving hands, God. In Jesus' Name we pray. Amen. We're going to worship and I encourage you, if that was you this morning, if you put your hand on your heart and you're like, yes, God, I'm really stuck. You know, I'd love for someone that you may be brought with today to pray with you or, or we've got our prayer team that'll be down the front here and we'd love to, I know I would, we'd love to pray and encourage you in your faith journey. Just as we've heard today, people who have t- taken steps towards God, we all can continue to take steps towards God as He continues to shape and transform our lives. Let us worship Him this morning.